0: Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon,
1: and I'm Marcus Dillon,
0: and this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys
1: and challenges
0: of running a business with your spouse or family.
1: Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead
0: and live happily ever after. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: Of course, and this week it's just the two of us on this conversation. So, uh, who knows where this conversation will go?
1: I think there's an outline, right? And we've spent enough time beating up the outline to where it's like, it was, let's just start recording and see where this goes. And yeah, we'll we'll do a lot of editing, I'm sure, on the other side of this too.
0: Absolutely. So, actually, kind of what. Sparked the idea for the conversation today. Um, We have a lot of family birthdays and get-togethers in the beginning of the year. So February and March, we spend a lot of time with family. And just in talking to different people and kind of about their stage of life or what they're doing, a conversation came up to where one of our family members really um, has a degree and a job that goes along with that degree um, and credentials that she has. And she's actually looking outside of her current profession to do something different. Um, She has a very strong faith and would love to be able to share that faith with others on a daily basis and feels like the impact that she could make would be uh, so much greater outside of her current profession. Um, And really that just got me to thinking that, you know, really our daily lives should be a ministry, that we shouldn't have to look for opportunities outside of where we are today. And really just thinking about how do we minister to those around us just in our everyday occurrences? and. Is that something that we are doing or is it something where we are just holding space one hour a week, maybe during the week and one hour a week on Sundays to make room for those kinds of conversations and uh, that type of work?
1: So those conversations not only happened in the family aspects, but um, one of one of our really good friends who I got to see last week, like in person, uh, John, uh, is actually he was in a previous life a pastor and most people think that in that role it's all uh blessings and everything that goes good um with that side of life and we've been we've been close enough to a lot of people who work in ministry as their profession to know that it is it's just like everything else it can be a grind and One thing that having relationships with people that also work full-time in ministry, uh, you have to be careful because your profession also collides with your faith. And if you have a bad day at the office, did you have a bad day in your faith? Um, and, and it's a lot of questioning. I am way too immature in my, uh, faith to ever be in a position to accept that level of responsibility. Um, but in, in talking with even John last week, you know, we were discussing what, what he actually loves about his current role and he gets to go out um, being a former pastor and he actually gets to go out to businesses in lead retreats. And that is the highlight of his week, month, year right now because he loves doing that and he loves impacting people and their teams in that way. And that seeing him kind of share that, like that has evolved into how he shares his ministry. Um, you know, it is not by any means a paid position in a religious or church or faith-based organization. It's just truly him come like everything that he knows to be true coming through him to impact others. Um, so there's a lot of overlaps and conversations that we're seeing right now um, here in DBA. I think you get lost, uh, or at least I do, um, where you've got growth initiatives and things start to feel kind of dirty. Uh, some some days it's like if you focus too much on the numbers or too much on the projects at hand, you lose sight of the bigger. uh reason why you exist. And for us, you know, the reason that that we exist is to help others to serve others. And even whenever we're walking alongside a business owner and their team, um, we want to, we want to be the person they lean on essentially. And if we can be the right person at the right time to speak into their life, like maybe there's a different, a different reason that we are in that place in that season. So, um, all that to say, very timely conversation with some of the stuff that we're walking through. And even that we have to remind ourselves daily about why why we're really here.
0: Yeah. And so it just really got me thinking about leadership and management and how there are so many aspects of those roles within an organization or even within a family. Say that you do not work outside of the home, you are still leading most likely little humans or a spouse or friends. You have influence over the people you spend time with. So whether you have a title of a manager or a leader or not, you are definitely influencing those closest to you. And just thinking about in a traditional role within, an, within like a business organization, um, there are so many opportunities to give grace to people around you, to speak truth into the people around you as far as encouraging them or, um, helping them to improve in some way or another, um, making sure that the work that they are doing, that they're understanding how it is impacting other lives um, of the people around them, not just the people in their organization, but the clients' lives and those families and how it just multiplies beyond the walls of a business.
1: Yeah, uh- I think there's there's definitely takeaways um, that anybody because a topic like this could be seen as very like high in the sky, like high um, high aspirational, um, but not really applicable on, on a daily basis. So what what we've even tried to do here recently is remember why we exist and document it and think about it every day. So uh, that's where things get lost in the day to day, whether it is work or whether it is running kids to and from or the grocery store or whatever that could be for your life. So it's remembering why. And, um, you know, part of, part of my daily or my morning routine now involves going outside, kind of doing, um, a, a morning, uh, devotional, uh, that's on the back porch with our dog cash. I think it's the only time that he likes to be outside because he doesn't like to be outside by himself now. Um, And like, we just spoil uh, the dogs so much. So he likes to be outside. We'll be out there 10, 15 minutes. He'll go bark at squirrels. I'll do my thing. Um, But it also, it sets, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. I think, you know, to be uh, reflecting back on maybe why, you know, why you woke up that morning. uh, Why, You have the responsibilities that you do and and not even why you have them, but be fortunate that you have them. Like, and and that kind of goes back to the word steward, like the fact that you get to take care of others or help with other people's businesses or financials or finances, whatever you want to say, that is a big um responsibility that has been entrusted to us in our our role and we have to approach that with being thankful um first because it, it kind of grounds you in that it is it is a very important responsibility so um that's where i would say like even though this may seem very big picture in theory the smaller stuff that i think you and i need to leave people with is what are some actionable Steps. Where do you start? And for me, something that has helped is just a daily reminder of that. And probably, um, I'm so ADD. I need hourly reminders of why, um, why, why that is. So, yeah,
0: I think to drive the business forward, onward and upward, right? We do have to set goals in place, and we do have to put actions and habits and accountability to keep moving forward with the business. But the ultimate reason that we are doing that is to be good stewards of what God has blessed us with. And so in order to be good stewards and in order for him to continue to entrust us with more, we have to be responsible with what we already have. And so keeping that at the forefront, that, that revenue mark, um, that new customer mark, that sales goal, whatever it might be, that is all in place so that we can show that we are good stewards of those blessings in our life. And so I think that that's super important to remember so that it doesn't feel like what does it matter anyway, potentially when you get to a certain, um, income level you may have like law of diminishing returns as far as satisfaction or happiness or you know maybe a temporary joy that it can bring to your life but if you remember why and those blessings and what you can do outside of yourself with those things um, that's super important and very helpful to help you keep going and not give up get burnt out I don't think any of us were really called to um lay around and uh just relax on the beach for our entire lives we we were created to work uh, and so as long as we're doing something fulfilling you know that work can bring satisfaction and fulfillment and joy and obviously bless tons of other people around us
1: yeah i think the other the other piece that it's harder for me to do i I need to make more time um, to do this and make it a priority is to actually identify blessings, right? And, and list them out. And that's the practice of gratitude. And whether you do that daily, weekly, whatever that is, I think it also helps set your, it refocuses your mind to think on the positive versus what you feel that you are missing in life. Uh, You know, I was raised in a, a very small First Baptist, church with the hymnals. And I keep going back to like, you know, count your blessings, that old hymn, you know, count them one by one. No, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. So, um, you know, it's one of those like actually listing that out. And there there's something to be said with actually writing something out like the habit of doing that. Um, That practice of gratitude is a big one. I think the other piece um, is once you've identified those blessings, and maybe they're not like, the the car or the house or the business you have, maybe it's the talents that you have, like how you are uniquely wired and and what you love doing. So once you've identified like those talents, if you keep those in your in your, in the forefront and know that this is what gives you joy, and that joy spills over into others. Um, Once you've identified those talents, it's a lot easier to go throughout your day if you're focused on, you know, what you are the best wired to do. And so, you know, I'm uniquely qualified to do certain things around planning and leadership and financials and things like that. And I love that. And at the same time, I'm not wired for other things. And whenever I have to do those other things, it's a real downer. Um, And the people around me aren't uh, happy Pretty much either and so um i think those are the pieces to keep in mind like what are your strengths or your talents and how do you fully utilize those talents um, for others
0: yeah i think we touched on kind of stewarding resources as far as like from a monetary standpoint we touched on talents and then the other would be time i think something really challenging for people that are in like a business ownership or even just a business leadership role, their time is limited. And so a lot of times leaders love to kind of stack their day and maximize every minute of their day to be the most like productive and efficient as possible. And I think one thing there to remember is to schedule in time for people. So to leave margin within your work day to take time to be with someone so whether that's taking an extra 10 minutes on a meeting that's already scheduled so that you can ask maybe something personal or listen to something personal that maybe comes up or to check in on somebody or on the chances that this happens every once in a while where someone needs you for something that's not in that schedule it's very hard to fit people in, uh, but it's often felt that they don't feel like they can fit in, that you don't have time for them. They can't fit in your schedule. That obviously plays into a lot of the value (laughs) that they feel. They may not feel as valued if they don't feel like they are important enough to get some of your time within the day. And so I think that that's something really practical, really important is Leaving a little margin between meetings, between tasks, between responsibilities, at least some days of the week so that you can be relational with people and not have it throw off your entire day or become such a huge disruption or frustration because now you can't get to the things that obviously were important because they were scheduled into your day.
1: Yeah, um, very timely. I was listening to a podcast today and um, John C. Maxwell, who's a thought leader, great uh, management, great leadership um, guide for a lot of business owners or leaders that exist. Um, I think what he shared was uh, listening as far as leadership is a crucial skill and if you come in trying to be the superman into every relationship whether that's in the business setting or you're leading a family or a friendship and you kind of swoop in just to save the day and you don't listen practice listening as part of the relationship eventually you're going to surround yourself with people who have nothing to say and like whenever you're creating Um, whether it's a business organization, a faith-based organization, a family or whatever, you don't have all the answers. Like, I know you may think you do as like your gift, um, from God, you know, like that, but that's, that's false. And that's, um, I think it's a maturity that has to happen in leadership. So, uh, listening and making time for listening and the relational component of whatever you're leading is is huge. And I think whenever we go back to like, you know, living your life uh, as ministry or trying to give back um, like, like a ministry would in, in, a, in that setting, um, we all think these grand things need to happen. So that I need to donate uh, enough money to essentially have my name on the side of the building or I need to sell everything that I've got and go work in a land on the other side of the world and, you know, do that. And maybe you think that, but maybe you're not called to do that at this time in your life. Like that that would be a big decision that you should discern um, with others around you, hopefully. Um, a great example of this, we have, uh, we've attracted like-minded clients and, and we're so fortunate. Uh, with that. And so obviously a lot of our clients, uh, have a strong and a deep rooted faith and it's evident in how they not only give of their time, but of their talent. So I was visiting with, uh, a client yesterday about something in his business. And I said, well, Hey, first I want to hear about the mission trip that you did to Cambodia. And, um, you know, they went over there to practice dentistry, uh, in Cambodia but at the same time, like they're doing so much more than pulling teeth or wh- whatever that looks like in that setting. They're actually, you know, serving others being served. Uh, cause that's a big part of any mission trip is actually, you know, laying down your guard to actually have others in that setting serve you. Um, so he shared with that and, and I think, you know, we've said it before, like, It doesn't have to be this 10 days a year, 15 days a year, where you are on a foreign mission or doing just kind of this quote unquote work, um, that you could like put on, on the shelf as like, okay, that was my week for the year. Um, now back, now back to business, this has to be like a daily practice. And so for him, and I know him really, really well, he makes this a daily practice, like in his dental practice. And so he approaches every patient interaction that comes into the office the same way he would whenever he's serving in Cambodia, you know? And so I think his chair side manner, when he listens to that patient and what they're going through, I think there, there's a deeper, there's a deeper faith involved in that. And we can all learn from people like that, that maybe we have in our lives. And so I think that's the other piece. It's like, It doesn't have to be as grand as you think it has to be.
0: Yeah, I love that story. And you mentioned attracting like-minded clients. And we have been fortunate uh, to attract also team members that have um, very strong values that share similar faith journeys to us and really providing a place where they can use their talents, where they can take their resources to bless others around them, um, where they can pour into each other. That also is a huge part of our business and a huge piece where you can be a blessing to others. So just in the team that you employ and um, kind of just providing a place where... They can use their talents where they can help sustain their own family. And then, as the owner or as the leader, looking for ways to elevate them into greater positions where they have more influence over either clients or other team members, I think um, has been really huge and fruitful within DBA.
1: It's real interesting. I mean, here recently, we we also had tests done on that Uh, loyalty as well. We had a situation where a where a, a client is offboarding and they asked for that offboarding to not be shared with other people on the team and so they put that team member in a weird um position where that they knew they 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 should do the right thing and share it with me the other people that were on that client service team and essentially tested the waters uh on on the client slash provider relationship. And um, the the team member lost sleep for about a day and then said, hey, I can't do this and kind of led to a bigger conversation with that client. Um, she had already let me know everything else like she should have. And I, I think it becomes real evident when people don't show the same respect. And if you're the one doing the right thing, you build up credibility, you make deposits in that person's bank account um, essentially. And, and we've, we've heard, and you know, our friends talk about making deposits and withdrawals in someone's personal bank account that everybody has. Um, but it, you know, it also can go the other way real fast. If you try to sacrifice not only your integrity, but somebody else's integrity by asking them to do something that's not natural.
0: And I think in that situation, in, many situations we've had the opportunity to just lead with grace and compassion and really respect. And, um, I guess like positive feedback to our team member who was in a really hard place. She does have loyalty to the client. That is how we do business. We want to exceed the client's expectation. And yet she still has loyalty to, uh, DBA, to the team, to, uh, You and me, and so um, really just letting her know that we understand what a difficult situation she was put in, and that we appreciate the integrity that she had to come to us. Um, I think that that's just one of the one of the many blessings. And one of the many ways that we see God's favor on our business is just the unity of our team. It's kind of incredible, especially now that we are fully remote to have such a tight knit group with just a high level of trust and respect for each other. Even though some of these team members started with us many years ago in office every day, and we started those relationships in that manner. We have almost half our team now that has never been to Katy, Texas. <laughs> like they may have never been in our office, at least not for, you know, a, a working day. That's one really neat way to look and see how God is working in our business.
1: Yeah. I, th- I mean, you and I have both been involved at, with different faith-based organizations as well. We've been a part of like a church plant. Um, if, if any of the listeners have ever done that there's a special place in heaven for you with uh, everything you have to go through in a church plant um but with my role as a leader in that church plant um you also get to learn other things that apply to other areas of life and one thing that has always stuck with me is that the culture of an organization begins to evolve based on the percentage of change in that organization so if you're a church and you grow by 15 to 20 percent your culture changes by 15 to 20 percent the same can be said of your business so you have to make it that much stronger uh, of a connection if you are not wanting that culture to dilute and so we've also been um, fortunate enough to see clients that sell or merge or, uh, do other things. And the culture wasn't aligned, um, with the new organization. And so as part of that, you see clients turn out, you see team members turn out because it's not what attracted them to the organization in the first place. And it's not giving them may give them financial reward, but it's not giving them life. As you grow or scale or whatever you're doing uh, in your business, it, you just kind of have to keep coming back to what is that one thing and what do we want to make known? And be aware that as you grow, you continue to evolve from that perspective. And that, that's just, it stuck with me. The other thing that, that sticks with me is that money only, uh, how's that quote go? That, that money only magnifies your true personality. And so, you know, if you're if you are crappy with money with 0 dollars uh or, you know, very few dollars and then you come into more, you're still going to be pretty crappy with money. Um the same can be said like if you are a giver with very few resources and you are blessed with more, you will just probably likely become more of an abundant giver. And so I think those are the other pieces to think on is that the culture piece as you grow as you evolve how how diluted do you let that go Um, because it's real easy to go all corporate right and kind of build out the structure and some of the some of the tight-knit some of the feeling of the organization goes away and then also from a from a individual perspective especially if there's financial growth involved Um, if you didn't like who you were Whenever you made $50,000 a year, you're really not going to like who you are when you make $500,000 a year. All that to say, like, I think we've hit on a ton of different things today um, on topics that really aren't, you know, the easiest to talk about sometimes either.
0: Yeah. And I think just like you highlighted, that money magnifies you know, who you truly are. I think the same can be said for power. If you have weak leadership skills leading only one or two people or just yourself, those are only going to be magnified when you move up and are trying to lead a whole organization. And so better to figure out who you are while we'll say, while you're still small, develop in that immaturity mature so that when you do have those opportunities or when you do have those resources you can fully give how you were intended to give all of this whole conversation really was just to say god wants to use you right where you are you don't have to change jobs you don't have to sell everything in order to have impact or influence over those around you um, you may be called to that one day. You may be called to that today, but that's not the only answer or the only solution. Uh, there are multiple ways to lead and uh, bless others and to share the gospel on a daily basis.
1: I think the other piece is like, there's parts of my life I'm going to die immature. The, the, the priority is to uh, identify what you do want to become mature in but there's too much in life uh, to become fully mature and fully rounded in every aspect of it. And I'm okay. Dying immature in some aspects.
0: So what's your solution for those areas?
1: Delegate them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't don't I think worry you do, about them. Yeah.
0: I think you do that really well. You surround yourself. If you feel like there are areas where you are weak and it doesn't make sense for you to try to fully develop those weaknesses. I think you bring people alongside you that can help and fill in the gaps. And I think that's a true sign of maturity when wow. you can be aware enough to surround yourself with people that can help.
1: Yeah. As I, as I probably say daily, I want to be the dumbest guy in every room. And, um, you know, if, if I was able to, elevate the right team or hire the right person at the right time. Like, great. Like that's the thing that whenever you identify those weaknesses, the second part of that, well, there's probably, you identify the weakness, you go find the person that's stronger than you. The third part and the most important is you get, you get out of the way. And um, thankfully, like there's no, like, there's things that I don't enjoy and, and, much like everybody else, I don't enjoy sucking at things. Like, right, you know, there's a reason why uh, I haven't fully learned Spanish or I haven't become the best golfer is because I don't enjoy the time that it takes to really be bad at something. I want to go do what I do well and uh, what, what people notice that I do well. And so that's the piece that um, maybe I'm just wired that way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to die immature. I'm okay with it.
0: Well, this has been a great conversation. Thanks for um, taking on the difficult conversations as well as the ones that are more comfortable for us. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.